Welcome to the Focus on Why podcast. I'm Amy Rowlandson and I ask my guests one simple question, why? Focusing on the importance of why, I share with you the relatable, uplifting and inspiring conversations I have with people from all walks of life. This podcast will encourage you to focus on your why to enable and empower you to achieve the success you desire. Have a purpose, have a plan, focus on why. Welcome Adele Martin to the Focus on Why podcast. Uh, Thank you and I'm so excited to be here. Well, we have been recommended to, we were introduced by David Breaker, who is another guest on the show. So thank you, David. I'll just give him a a recognition for our introduction. What is it you're going to be sharing with us today, Adele? I'm going to be sharing with you my very passionate why I now created my business in February, all about helping women over the age of 40. That's my why. And why? So, so it is so there's so many parallels in here. So I got to to 40, which was just at the last start of the last financial crisis. And I was at the peak of my career and I had the most amazing opportunity. I was in one of the key banks and I was in the center of that. And it was, you know, it was a such a key time. And I'd been in banking my whole life since uh, leaving um, college and university after being a sports person and a gymnast. And I was told to get a proper job and that I'd never make any money as a gymnast. So I worked all the way through the bank and I got to that key point. So I just completed my MBA. I was uh, 40. Um, my daughter was starting to take her GCSEs and we headed into the financial crisis. And I was working really hard, really long hours, but I absolutely loved it. But I just felt more tired than normal, um, exhausted. And then, you know, silly things is perhaps concentration and then the pressure was building. And then outside of work, I had other challenges. I was still a working mum. I was in that wonderful phrase called a sandwich generation. So I have parents getting sort of older. Uh, my daughter's getting older as well. And when you look at it at that time, you know, I was along with my colleagues and my women in that level, the first generation to handle both. But I'm resilient. I I can handle anything. But what I found was I just found that a really, really struggle. So then we were working harder and harder in the financial crisis. And I just felt more and more tired. I was flying between City Airport and Edinburgh. And then we had... um, two external, you know, two things within the family that that on their own would be stressful. But with that as well, it was a lot for me to handle. So I had to spend a bit more time at home and I felt completely pulled between my career at that point and my family. Do you know what? I just push on, I get up and I carried on. So I just felt really, really. And then all of a sudden I found I was hitting, you know, boardrooms and meetings coming out and bursting into tears and in theory I'd spent my whole career making men cry in what I was doing you know in in alternative not not literally but you know I was in there and I just didn't feel great then I was getting wearier and wearier and then I had probably the worst moment was coming back from Edinburgh at one flight and then driving home and going do you know what I really I'm tired, really, really tired and really, really tearful. And I got up the next day and I had to take my daughter to school. 
and I just just don't know what was in. I just drove to my mum, and I opened the door, and I just fell through the door, and I said, "Mum, I can't do this anymore. I don't understand what's going what's what's going wrong with me. Why?" And she went to me, "Right, come on, come on, you." Off, off to the doctors, off, and I walked in, and he said to me, you have physically had a breakdown. You know, it could be anxiety and depression. And I said, I'm not, uh, yes, I've got anxiety, but it's more around because I, I, I don't recognise the person, I don't feel great, and I'm crying and I'm hot and just need some time out. And he said, you know, you've got anxiety and depression and said, you know, here's, here's an antidepressant. And I said, I've never been that in, in my life. I don't understand. You're not listening to me. I clearly are not articulating how I feel. And he said to me, well, you've lost weight and, and maybe there's a bit, you know, is there an eating? No, no, there's no eating disorder. I just, I just can't, I can't cope. I don't feel great. I'm hot all the time. And he said to me, take some time out. So I said to my boss, no, I need to take some time out. But I wasn't happy. I wasn't happy with the diagnosis. So I pushed really, really hard to my doctor and said, look, can you just listen to me? This is how I'm feeling. And he said to me, just take the antidepressant, Adele. So I said, but I don't want to. And he said, you know, it, it will help you. So I just got to the point, Amy, where I just said to my mum, I don't know what to do. I'll, I'll, I'll take it. So I, sort of, I took it and I felt a little bit better. But then I said, oh, it's a bit odd today. I haven't had one of them hot, flushy feelings <laughs> that I was getting. I feel sort of OK, a bit clearer. So as always, I've done a bit of Googling. I got the leaflet out and they said can be used for hot flushes in menopausal women. So I was like, aha. So my doctor was fed up with me anyway. So I was back to the doctor and said, look, I'm really convinced this menopause, perimenopause, I'm like, no, you're too young, you're too young. I said, no, no, look, I'm sort of read this, I've read some symptoms, it feels like it. This was 10 years ago. You know, my mum had a hysterectomy and my grandmother died. So I was the first one. So eventually, I think he was just fed up with me, keep coming and talking to him. He said, right, go and have your bloods done. And then he called me back in. He said, right, here are all your bloods. Yes, we have a diagnosis. I said, right, what is it? He went, you're not in your perimenopause. You're actually, your period's 12 months clear. It isn't because of the weight loss. You're, you're menopause or you're at the other side. I said, okay. So finally, you understand that this journey I've been on for a year and a half, it was that. And he said, yes, it is. So I said, great. And here's the but. This is my why. I said to him, so how do I get myself back to work and my career? And he went, we've got a choice to tell. You know, your body's postmenopausal. You're going to, you know, you could go back part time or you could get a less demanding career. I said to him, OK, so I've just spent the last 20 years in the bank and all these qualifications and now you're telling me because of my hormones I now don't have that choice anymore I've got to choose between my body and my business I said I don't understand and he gave me the nice guidelines this is what's going to happen and I said well they're not very nice and I'm not going to take it so I left the doctors I spoke to work and said look I need a sabbatical I just want to spend some time myself going through understanding 
how my body has changed, why it has changed, and more importantly, how do I change the way I, I eat, drink, sleep, and do whatever I need to do with this new body that I've got to now live with. And we think of Dame Vera Lynn, 41 to 103, which not having the opportunity I had before, I need to work out how I'm going to look after myself. So I took six months off and, and they were brilliant. And that's when I went away to the library and just worked out how I could just have an opportunity like every other male colleague around that table. I wanted that same opportunity and not be locked in this body that I didn't understand. So I worked out lots of different things. I was basically a walking experiment for a while. And then I, I pulled together how I literally understood the impact of estrogen on the brain. So I now have got lots of, of approaches and tactics with lack of concentration. I mastered that and, and my body with my bone density and then work through why my relationships were a struggle and then how I could focus on my business. So it's all around the science and the hormones. And I pulled together my midlife resilience system. That got me back to work. And then I started to use it on the side of my desk, my coaching. And then I moved into HR so I could actually, I moved out of finance after all those years and moved into HR so I could make a difference in the workplace and also help other women and also, it was still a little taboo when I went back and people say, are you going to say it was it was a breakdown or, or, or menopause? I went, well, it wasn't. It wasn't the breakdown. It's because I, my body was breaking down through the menopause. No, I'm going to tell people it's the menopause. Okay. It's still people, really? And I said, yeah, because I wanted to be a role model to other women to say, do you know what? You've got to lean into this and face it. And I believe if you can't see it, you can't be it. So there you go, Amy. That that that's my why, why I decided to do what I did, and I did that for eight years alongside my day job up until February this year, ahead of my fiftieth birthday, and in twenty twenty, before COVID, before lockdown, I decided to hand in my notice and walk away and focus on this full time, full time because I was meeting more and more women that we're having to make choices that we shouldn't have to. Wow. Well, there, there are so many things that I want to pick up on there. Mm. Firstly, why is there so little understanding around menopause and that it sort of catches every single woman off guard? Why, why are people not sort of understanding that it's going to be happening and then know what to do when it does? Yeah, two elements to that. And I'm so good. Just recently, menopause is now on the school curriculum. But that's taken the a lot of activists the last three or four years to push that through. So that's the start that, that we that we've got it there. Also, there's been a huge amount of work over the last six years to get GPs better understanding as well. I'm so proud to see so many female doctors now on the BBC in the mornings and also Dr. Louise Newsom. There's a whole plethora that I've spent the last six months seeing, raising the profile and training colleagues and doctors, etc. But there's an interesting piece that I have noticed because people say, Smildale, the GPs need to know more. The challenge is you can have the best GPs in the world, all trained, but unless the, the uh, woman recognises it and, and, and has the confidence to then go into the GP. So I think it's two elements. I think, yes, it's the GP, but it's women like me sharing stories and saying, at, at the age of 40, these 40 things will, will happen to you. You 
you can't change it. Do you know what? I had my moment, I had my tantrum, and then I had to lean into it. So there's an education piece around women as well. And then from there, like me, I can make informed choices about how I want to have that treatment. So there is that educational piece as well. And also, it's it's not having it as a taboo. And, and having a chat but also we've got an extreme where it's comedy factor and and people make light of it as a joke and it's not that either so it's finding that right balance the narrative has moved on considerably when I when I look eight years ago there was nothing absolutely nothing and I'm so pleased that the last six years with celebrities and really strong female doctors and people ordinary people like me just raising the profile and not being afraid to talk about it and we recently just had the world menopause day which is you know incredible to celebrate that yeah absolutely and it the year before I was I was sitting still working in my corporate with a dream that said you know at the next world menopause day I want to hold a webinar so I can talk and share my experience with other women in business. So they can go away from there and, and they can come and join my, my membership club um, as it opens, but they don't have to. From there, there's informed choices. I just want women to have clear information and I, I do it as my four S's. I do my story and the symptoms, then the science and then the solutions. Because once, I work with my clients and share the science. They go, so it isn't me. No, it's not. Let's take ourselves out of this. Let's take the person in. It's not personal. It's mother nature. And when I work with corporate and women in business, it, the where our life is, our career and our opportunities go up, where we are with our life event. But at the same time it goes up, our hormones start the decline. So you end up with a gap. And what I do, and, and a lot of my peers, is we give you the tools and the techniques. I've wrapped it into a resilience system because women in business are busy. We're smart, we're sassy. We need something really neat. So it's like the women in business handbook in one place that I can help you without it becoming your life. You know, I, I'm not talking about it. It's, it's got to be realistic. There's no point in having a way of living if it doesn't fit with with what we want to do so I'm just it's simple and and that's where I was so I sat on um, a beach a year ago and and it's taken me a year to, to, to get to where I am now well that's incredible and you mentioned about sort of educating women but I think it's there's also a, 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 a requirement for us to educate men as well so because we're, we're in relationships we've got you know partners who could recognize the symptoms and help support us because you know it's the same with oh is it that time of the month again kind of conversation it's not mm. funny and no. it's it's just you know you need to help and support your partners definitely and my program when I work under um, the resilience of the top right hand corner of my butterfly is all about relationships and I work under three levels the first one is me there is definitely a you need to rework the relationship with yourself because you do feel different and you are changing you have to to lean into that and then the other one is is we and then I work with clients to educate partners I've got one client with a house full of boys so we work through explaining to them who I am <laughs> they laugh and then their relationships and if I jump on with a zoom um, one of my clients sons popped his head around and went 
thank you for giving me my mum back. <laughs> you oh, know. Wow. So and I and I've met them and, and husbands and uh, you know, and that's really important. And then the last bit under my relationships is the and I talk about wider stakeholders. Some of my women are also leaders, so they have to explain it to their team, which is what I did. So when I went back to work, I had to explain to my team, which at the time was predominantly men why I had to take a few months off and and what I did. And then when I started hitting the boardroom again, I had to, and my clients. So I I just sat down. So I, because I've I've been through that, when I work with my clients, we do a, a lovely stakeholder map and we talk through how we educate those and also get them to be our, ally our blind spot. So if we, and I do coach women, I do in brackets, Amy say on most days, because some days, we don't always have it together. And when we don't have it together, instead of going home, oh, it's that time of the month again, oh, I bet you're going through the menopause, is they say, mum, whatever, do you want to go for a walk? Are you okay? Rather than turning it into a joke. So that really helps them. And that then makes the whole, it makes the menopause, the women aren't defined by it because the family have supported them and it, it really does work. So when you have people saying, oh, I've got my mum back again, how does that make you feel? I, I, I just, I love it. I, I just, I, I was so broken by my own journey. And when I picked myself up, I was just so passionate. I just didn't want one person, one more woman to go through what I did. So when my women and my clients could give me that feedback and even the husbands and, and it just shows you, I just, Sorry, I'm just so pleased that I've been able to help another woman and another family because I know how isolated and lonely I felt. And yet I would be I was with the busiest and the most people I'd ever been with. And that's I found that my particularly dark space where I was just felt so alone because I just couldn't articulate. And yet I've been completely articulate my whole life. And yet I just couldn't do it. I just didn't even know where to start. And you talk about sort of leaning in and facing it. What is it you really need to be doing if you're thinking you're on the cusp of this process? So, so for me, I, I, I work with, with two types of clients. I work with clients that are coming to me that are in, they're in their, their menopause and, you know, and we're working through solutions now. But what I found, Amy, since I've been working on this full time, I've got women coming to me in their early 40s to say, Dale, by people like you, I know there's more to come. I actually want to focus on my perimenopause journey. And what, what are these 40 things? How can I set myself up for success? And I was like, excellent, because that's what I want to do. I want to work with both sets of women. And I'm attracting a lot of women that want to set themselves ahead of the change curve. And it's that feedback through the last few months leading up to World Menopause Day is why I've created the membership option. Because these women want information, how to set themselves up for success, but don't necessarily need the one-to-one with me. Um, but same as me life changes and, and if you're in and you've got the resources and something happens and their symptoms do you know get worse then I'm available for the one-to-one but I didn't want to limit my reach I wanted to to enable women to do both and then within that safe space is then be able to network but what's important to me is that all my all women have 
correct information because there's always a version of something and when I work with my clients and I do the research I always go back and check the resources and make sure that all the women have information for informed choices because when you're vulnerable and you're not sure you might take whatever's put in front of you so I think it's really important that we as influencers in this space take absolute ownership that the women get the right information to make the right choice I'm passionate about that and you mentioned 40 things I mean surely not everybody's going to experience all of those different symptoms different horses for courses as they say yeah and it's interesting so I I look at the um the 40 things as an iceberg which is where I do a lot of my education talking to women so the top of the iceberg the bit we see above the sea is the things that might be hot flushes mood swings sleepless nights okay that's the people at the moment that is what people um, will link to all of our symptoms but the ones under underneath are the ones that I really dug into, and that is muscle loss. Okay, so even if a woman says to me, "Do you know what, Dave? I've sailed through it. I didn't have a hot flush." I said, "Okay, do you understand what will happen to your bone density? Do you understand that will happen to your your muscle, your digestive system, your brain receptors?" Oh no electric shocks oh yeah I did get them ah so so there's the element that's underneath and the the worrying bit underneath the iceberg is the muscle loss and the bone density and and the skin etc and the healing and why we need protein Amy so that's the bit that I focus on that's the education piece and that's what drew me to my health um webinar so women go it's not all not it's not all hot flushes that's the key bit and when women understand this will happen to them, the topical things about hot flushes, no, not all women will get them or different variations. It's understanding the bit that's underneath the water that you must take ownership for. So you're pretty much shouting this from the rooftops, calling all women, please listen <laughs> to me. We get the message. I'm putting this out on the podcast. It's going to go out to, at the time of recording, it's over 55 countries. So I, I get what you're saying and it's so important. Have you thought about putting all this into a book? I have and I have Amy. So I was journaling away for the last eight years. So how my my how I got to work despite despite my own journey and I still had a responsibility. I had a daughter that was going to go to university and masters and it was great. So how I got to my commute is I started to write this up into a book, into a course, into everything that I'm doing. And then I thought, yes, the first part of, of, of being on this full time was, was to write my story. But when I started to work with lots of different clients, their stories are just as important as mine. So I've slowed the book down because I want it to be our stories and use these case studies and build the book over the next year because I was writing it. I realise now, because I was looking at the start in the introduction, I thought, oh, my God, how much has moved in a year? I'm now going back to the introduction and sharing our stories. So it becomes real. So I can pull all that in, into a book. But it's just not about Adele. It's about real women sharing real stories. And you said it took you eight years to sort of research as much as you have, and you wanted to get into the science behind it more so. Were there many resources on this, or did you have to really dig deep? 
I had to dig deep. At the time, I had to absolutely dig deep because I had to go back into the university library, pull all the human biology books out. And um, the funniest thing to uh, even today, one of my clients, I've got old menopause guides going back and my client gave me a book today. It was written in 1972 on what will happen when you're postmenopausal. And what, what it says is, you will gain a little weight or even more weight because your children are grown up and will help around the house, which means you can go out for afternoon tea and eat lots of cake. <laughs> it did not say that. It did. It oh. did. And we were just talking around 1972 to, to the coming to the end of 2020 how much it has changed and the books that I was reading lucky enough I had access to Harvard I'd signed up got all the subscription and could really understand it but the beauty is in this area area is scientists have now working more and more on it so I'm, I'm researching papers every, every single week and it, it's the build on the more detail to our hormones and why are we doing what, what we're doing it's so so fascinating and now there are more books um, which are led by doctors and also monologues and, and stories um, because we truly are the first generation to work through this and be at the height of our career so from that point of view you know there are more and more books and that is why I'm writing my book specifically for women in business so it, it's something but also Amy which I do find as well is it's got to be written for menopause or women you know where we're busy where we want bite-sized chunks that we can cope with and not matters of text so hopefully when women read it they go do you know what I know that's been written by a perimenopausal busy woman because it's nice short sharp and, and I can carry it around in, in my bag and go how, how can this help me because that wasn't there for me yeah, I mean, you described earlier, you said you were locked in your body and you felt like you were a walking experiment. I mean, you know, that's a pretty sort of tough description about the dark places that you were. And, mm. you know, it, it does sound as though, you know, that there are so many people out there who are probably going through this and not recognise it, going to their GP, getting diagnosed with antidepressants. Mm. You know, I've heard it before. It's actually happened to me. I went in and I talked to the doctors and he, and he just literally, I said, you know, I've got bad periods and he said here you go have some antidepressants and I just said I'm not taking those and I, I've gone off and done my own research and you know it's just it seems to be the easy solution but it's not the right I don't think it's the right solution and I'm so pleased that you've shared today with with us that there are so many other things that we can be doing absolutely and you're right I when I get clients coming to me and it you know, I wasn't the only one and I'm still I'm still getting clients today that come to me and say, look, Adele, I want to talk to you because I do not want to take this antidepressant. And I, I say, look, I will work with you but give you all the informed choices. And if at the end of it, we think you, then then we work that through. But it shouldn't be the answer when we haven't made lifestyle changes and more importantly, understood how we just need to do things differently. And then we move forward. And then what, what my clients say to me, Adele, is, do you know what? My mindset isn't an issue anymore. I've just working through that. I get it. I understand. And, and then when I do have um, a moment, then we know how to get out of it. Um, but we understand the hormones. So, for instance, I'm quite passionate 
the one thing I learned is the impact of, of sugar and cortisol on a menopause body. So if my client, you know, would say to me, Dale, there was a birthday party, I had a couple of extra glasses and and they said but I know the consequences I know how I'm going to feel the next day Adele and and we work through that but she had an informed choice because she understood what food and intolerance is because Amy it's quite interesting when you go through the menopause how some intolerances can come back or we get new intolerances because of the pressure on our digestive system so we do, every client is different and we work through a bespoke plan for them and if, if they do then potentially have bread or wheat or pasta then they're uncomfortable but at least they know why and then they work through a solution and it's just understanding that that's so interesting because I've just noticed myself I mean I'm coming up to 46 so I'm definitely on the cusp of of this these changes and I've noticed recently that I have become a lot more intolerant to things but I hadn't attributed it to that so I am going to take myself off for a blood test. (laughs) Definitely. Absolutely. And that's why I pulled my series out, the 40 things to exact over 40. And just under each one is rather than saying, you know, digestive system is is sensitive, explaining the why. I didn't realise that we had estrogen receptors in our digestive and and when they slow and et cetera, it just makes it more sluggish. And if we then potentially have a diet or food we're not used to, all of that helps. Amy I didn't know that I didn't understand why I was bloated why I was uncomfortable until I understood the impact so in my office I've got a diagram of all our 12 bodily symptoms and then I've got Adele's this is what estrogen progesterone and testosterone fluctuations does to each part of our body because I needed to get to that level of detail because I needed to understand why like you said why I did not recognize the person in front of me yeah, well, I'm definitely going to have to have a chat with you afterwards because <laughs> <laughs> it's. A, but I, I do find it so interesting that you you've tackled it from different aspects. And one thing you said very early is that you were told that you couldn't be a gymnast and get paid for that. But you, and you sort of like, yeah, okay, I'll take that. But this one you were not going to take. Absolutely. You know, why were you so fierce about this? I I was. So yeah, you're right. So I've I've been in sport from two and a half of always a coach I've always been pushed and I've always you know got knocked down and, and get back up again but you know and I'd I'd worked very very hard in a male-dominated environment I'd done I'd even put a, a leadership program together for women and we were all getting to where we finally wanted to do in the boardroom and then because of our hormones that made that struggle that was, I felt that in the boardroom, you know, to the point where one of my last meetings, I was standing there and, and one of the young graduate boys that was doing some notes on the whiteboard said, Adele, you're sweating, and, you know, and it was awful, Amy, you know, I just left and I laughed it off, but cried and, and that was the crying in the toilets. Then to sit in front of a doctor that said, Adele, you know, you know, your, your career and it's this, and I just, Amy, I was so cross. I just was like, no way, if, if I didn't make a stand for me and those other women that I was actively coaching and promoting into the boardroom, if I didn't do it, who would? But I had to really pull myself together and I did that. And it just reminded me because I was talking to a client the other week and she said, because I'm also working you know, with the campaign on Twitter with Elizabeth from 50 Cents to raise the profile. She said to me, Adele, I'm so glad it's somebody like you that's got, got a voice for us. 
And that's when you remember, Amy, that not everybody will have that confidence to take that to the next level. And, and it just reminded me that, yeah, that is my responsibility. I've made it my responsibility because my doctor asked me to make a choice. And I, I didn't want to do that, not just for me, but for all those other women I'd been sponsoring to get into the boardroom. It wasn't good enough. Well, thank goodness you you did sort of make that decision and speak up for for all of us and do all of that work as well. All of those hours, you know, it's it's an incredible amount of of knowledge that you've accumulated and and in your now new profession, which is your clearly your passion. So, Adele, how would people get hold of you? So, get hold of me on my uh, website, which is the Executive Midlife Coach, but also uh, follow there on LinkedIn. And also I do offer a half an hour complimentary coaching course as well, Amy, just so we can just have this conversation. So, yeah, you, you can get me on those and then we can have a half an hour and then I find I'll be able to connect with the women. And then from there, they've got enough. Or if not, then we, we, we go forward. But everybody who has a coaching, complimentary coaching session goes away empowered to make informed choices. And that's what I'm passionate about. Fantastic. And then there's also your membership, which is open as well for a short period. Yes, that's open. And we'll be opening the doors to that at at the beginning of November. So I'm the average age of the menopause is 51. So I'm opening the doors to founding members for 51 of us that will be the first group of women to set ourselves up for success in this membership group. Well, Adele, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been a fascinating and a topic that I, you know, I've, I've, probably been ignoring myself because you just don't want to age but actually you've you've empowered me to embrace it and to sort of take it on full-on head-on so thank you for that I'm going to lean in and face it from now onwards and have you got a final word for the audience exactly what you said Amy is for all of the women out there is to step up and just lean in and understand what is going to happen to you and if there's any males listening as well it's just you know whether it's your mother your daughter your auntie just lean in or just somebody and and just help them you know don't make it a taboo subject you know the more we talk about this the more more natural it becomes thank you for listening to the focus on why podcast I'm Amy Rowlandson, and if you've enjoyed this episode, please leave me a five-star Apple podcast review. Connect with me on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook, and become a member of my inspiring, uplifting, and positive Focus on Why Facebook group. I help people to focus on their why with clarity, uniting their passion with their purpose with a plan to create the life they truly desire. If you would like me to help you focus on your why, then please book a free 20-minute coaching call via candidly.com forward slash Amy Rowlandson. And if you haven't already, please sign up for the Friday Focus weekly newsletter via my website, amyrollinson.com. Have a purpose, have a plan, focus on why.